Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Extraordinary Talk Show this Monday. I have another great, really awesome topic for you. I know I say that every Monday, but this is one I'm really excited about. I can't wait to tell, share it with you, and it's there's so much information I want to share that I have to just jump right in. So, little details, uh, 100.3 St. George, Radio St. George. We're on Facebook Live. We're on YouTube Live. And we're live on the radio right here in St. George, Mondays at 4.30 with your host, Della Hill. That's me. Let's get started. Okay, I'm so excited, and I have to rush through this one because there's so much to talk about. Today's topic is rapid, massive brain transformation. That's a big thing, right? And it's, it's a mouthful. Rapid, massive brain transformation. And I'm here to tell you today that it is possible. And not only is it possible, it is possible for you. So congrats on tuning in. If you're already listening, that tells me that you're trying to be better. If you're listening to this show, it's because there's something in this show that you're hoping will hit you, will touch you, will help you be just a little bit better. Well, I'm not just going to help you be a little bit better. I want to help you understand the ways that you can become massively better. Remember, and it's something we talk about in this show a lot, if you change your thoughts, you change your life. We're going to keep talking about that. So I want to ask you, do you believe that you can change? And here's three really, really important questions. Do you believe that change is hard? Do you believe that it will take a long time? And do you believe that it won't work for you? If you said no, awesome, I'm talking to you. But if you said yes to those last three questions, I'm specifically talking to you. If you think that you can't have change, if you think this is a kind of great thing and hooray and, and good for everybody that it works for, but it doesn't really work for you, or it couldn't really work for you, or that maybe real change isn't available to you, I am here to tell you that it is, that you are capable of this massive change, that you can do this, and I'm going to explain how. Let's talk about your brain, because that's really where the problem areas are and the amazing areas are. Your brain is so full of amazing awesomeness. Your brain is more than your thoughts. Your brain is a lot of chemicals. We're going to talk about your thoughts in a minute. Your brain is phenomenal. Do you know that your brain only makes up about 2% of your body weight, but it uses 25% of the calories that you take in? 2% of your body weight, yet if you're eating 2,000 calories a day, 500 of those calories are going to your brain. Your brain requires the sugar and the ketones in order to function. Your brain requires a lot of other things in order to function. You have over two trillion neurons in your brain and neurons are the little cells that speak to each other electronically. They're pretty freaking awesome. But they also can, in ways that we haven't understood previously, they can work against us. We're gonna talk about how to make them work for you. Do you realize that on all those trillion neurons, more than two trillion neurons, each of them have 
a massive number of receptors and those receptors connect to each other and send messages electronically to each other you have more connections between the neurons in your brain than there are stars in the universe you have a universe inside your head if that's not amazing to you already I don't know what else I can say that will be but keep checking because stay with me because there might be something here's a really critical thing and you've probably heard me say it before and I'm gonna say it again probably in this show neurons that fire together wire together so you've got these two trillion neurons and the ones that you use regularly like a muscle are the ones that are the strongest the problem with that is some of those neuron pathways are negative are telling you negative things and making you believe negative things and remember we've talked about before how in the time that you're zero to seven your brain is basically in jelly state it is still growing it is still developing the whole thing hasn't even built itself yet and it's in download mode it's jelly it's like jello you know if you if you're the kind of person I live in Utah so we love jello here in Utah and if you're the kind of person that likes to mix in stuff to your jello you don't want it floating at the top so you have to get the jello when you make it in the fridge for a couple of hours and then pull it out while it's still malleable while it's still soft while it's still able to be stirred and at this point it's thick enough that you can put the add-ins in and they're not gonna float right to the top and they're not gonna float right to the bottom they're gonna stay suspended that's where we want them however if you wait too long if you put that jello in the fridge and wait too long then the jello becomes hardened and if you stick a spoon in it you're gonna cut it which is fine if you're ready to eat it but if your goal is to put in add-ins make it better you gotta do that while it's in jelly state and your brain is in jelly state for the first seven years of your life which is why we download these limiting beliefs that stay with us for our entire life so let's say that when you're two years old your diapers wet and you're hungry but your mom is sick and she can't take care of you or maybe even worse she might say something awful to you that goes to your sense of security your sense of of self and the fact that your mom wasn't able to provide for you in that moment creates a belief in your head that if you were good enough maybe mom would have helped you therefore you must not be good enough and that belief goes into that jelly brain fires and wires and paves itself into place and so now you have that belief that you've carried with you your entire life that might be a decade that might be four decades that might be eight decades that you have carried that limiting belief holding on to it believing it excuse me for no other reason than that it was a belief that you interpreted when you were very very young age but because your brain grew out of the jelly state and became the kind of hardened jello it's harder to go back in and take those beliefs out once they're suspended once they're fired and wired and paved into place however it is possible to do that there's a lot of ways to do it some of them take time some of them take repetition some of them take meditation or hypnosis there are also ways it can be done massively rapidly and I have my theory for you on that that I'm going to share with you so realize that your brain is mostly water and if you know anything about electricity and how electricity is conducted electricity does conduct through water which is why you don't want to be standing in a puddle when there's a lightning storm however electricity trans goes even better through water if there's salt 
water, if there's salt in that water. And guess what we have in our bodies? We have salt. It's, we call it sodium, which is why your doctor might tell you to eat less sodium or on occasion even tell you to eat more sodium. Because if you don't have sodium in your brain, those electrons cannot send their electronic signal to each other and your brain can die. It's a problem with marathon runners because they sweat out all the sodium in their body. They become hyponatremic, which means no sodium or very low sodium, and they cannot function. It can kill a person. It's only something that you have to worry about if you're probably running marathons or getting super dehydrated. Stay hydrated, take salt, you'll be good. But the point is your brain works better when there's just the right balance of salt in your brain. Also, I mentioned that your brain uses up 25% of the calories that you take in. That means your brain needs sugar and ketones. And you've probably had a day in your life where you didn't get enough to eat. You noticed that your brain was a little bit foggy. You noticed you couldn't think as clear. Maybe you're a little bit irritable. And if it hasn't happened to you, because I'm sure I've never had a day like that, I have. You know what's happened to someone else around you. You notice when that person, maybe it's your child, your spouse, whatever, when their blood sugar is low and they get cranky. And it's something that they may realize or may not realize. But the point is, it's another chemical that matters in the brain in order for the brain to function. Your brain needs sugar, water, and salt. And your brain makes a whole bunch of chemicals all on its own. And there's also like hormones and all kinds of other things. We're not going to go into those today because I just don't have enough time. Let's talk about the really great brain chemicals. We got serotonin, which is the happiness chemical. We, it's also, and this is important guys, highly connected to your self-esteem. If you don't have enough serotonin in your brain, chances are you're just going to feel crappy about yourself. By building your serotonin in regular, constructive, long-lasting ways, you can change the way that your brain believes about you. Just by affecting your serotonin levels, your brain can like you better. You can realize that you're a better person because your brain is getting that chemical. Other chemicals like that is dopamine. Dopamine is a pleasure chemical. We also have norepinephrine, which comes in when you're excited. That's a really good one. Endorphins. We love endorphins for pain relief. You get runner's high. And I used to be a runner, and I know what that's like, and it's pretty amazing. In fact, I've had the pain relief that I finished the half marathon and I felt great. And it wasn't until two hours later that my knee hurt so bad I couldn't walk because those endorphins were working for me. Another one is oxytocin. All of these chemicals are chemicals that can be released in your brain under certain circumstances. Okay, oxytocin is one of my favorites and it's one of my favorites because I used to be, I used to work in labor and delivery and in labor and delivery, we often give oxytocin to mothers who are in labor. We only do that if they are not producing enough oxytocin on their own to go into labor on their own. So what happens when a woman is in labor, the flood of oxytocin that's going through her body causes her uterus to contract, which causes her to be able to push the baby out, basically. But it has a much, much better benefit than that or equally beneficial to that because it's very important to get the baby out. Once the baby arrives, mother is now drenched internally in her brain and her body with oxytocin. This is critical, and I'll tell you why. For the same reason that God made babies, puppies, and kittens cute, 
God made babies, puppies, and kittens cute so we wouldn't kill them. Let's be honest. Because babies, puppies, and kittens, we love them, but they cry a lot, they're hungry, they're very needy, they need a lot of time and attention. And if that mother does not have a connection to that baby, chances are she's not going to be able to bond with it the way that she needs to, and she's not going to be able to care for it in the manner that she really should be able to. So when the baby is born, mom's still flooded with oxytocin. The best thing that can happen is for mom to hold that baby skin to skin right up against her and start the bonding process. Because of that flood of oxytocin, it allows mom to look at this tiny human that she's never seen before and create an emotional connection that will last for life. It will last through long nights. It will last through colic. It will last through poopy diapers because this flood of oxytocin allowed her to create this loving, supportive, hopeful, nurturing bond. And it happens that fast. There's one example. Next is glutamate. One thing that's really cool about glutamate is it's called the on switch of the brain. When you have glutamate going through your brain, all of the other brain chemicals work better. It's like your, the glutamate tells all of the receptors in your brain, pay extra attention to what's coming. So when those other brain chemicals come, the receptors are more alert, more aware, more active, and they take them in better. So when your glutamate is turned on, you're going to bond with that baby even better. Okay? And here's where we're coming to, acetylcholine. Acetylcholine is a critical brain chemical. I mean, they all are. But this is the one that we're talking about specifically right now. Acetylcholine is your alertness chemical. When you need to be snapped alert, when you need a little bit of a push to stay awake, you're going to get acetylcholine. You might get acetylcholine if somebody pulls out in traffic in front of you because you have to have an immediate alert response, right? You have to be able to slam on your brakes or turn the wheel or do whatever. And acetylcholine helps you do that. That's one way acetylcholine is awesome. Acetylcholine is always is also connected to memories. Now I want you to think about your childhood memories. Do you have any boring childhood memories, things that you can still remember? Do you remember what you had for breakfast on this day when you were five? Unless it was your birthday and there was something specific connected to it, I'm guessing you cannot remember that. And that is because where there is no emotion, there is no acetylcholine. When you have emotion, acetylcholine is released in your brain and when acetylcholine is released in your brain, it allows you to pave new neural pathways. This is how memories are formed. Whether they're good memories or bad memories, positive emotions or negative emotions. When you have emotion, it releases acetylcholine into your brain, which paves, it's like the construction worker in your brain that paves out the new roadway. How you pave it, what you pave it with is critical. Because let's say that was a really great memory of your seventh birthday, you're so happy, you got the dollhouse that you wanted, everything's awesome, you're going to have the such positive chemicals, the acetylcholine is going to dump into your brain and it will create the pathway for that memory, which allows you to call on that memory again years and years and years later. Now let's say it was your seventh birthday, everything was great, you got your dollhouse, and then your dad came in and started yelling and embarrassed you in front of your friends. I guarantee that's also going to a dump acetylcholine into your brain and you're going to remember that too. Problem with that is now that brain pathway is paved with hurt and embarrassment and shame. 
So instead of being a happy memory, it's now a very sad memory. Now, let's consider that was maybe your seventh birthday. What if, let's talk about a soldier. We're going to talk PTSD, okay? What causes PTSD? If you've got a soldier under fire in Fallujah or wherever, and he is in a moment of not just drama, but trauma, where there's bullets whizzing past, and he's afraid for his life, and he's terrified for his companions, his brothers in arms, and maybe people are injured, and maybe he's actually witnessing, visually seeing blood and gore of battle around him. All of these things are traumatic, and trauma is accelerated emotion. Do you understand? So when you have emotion, you get acetylcholine in the brain. When you have trauma, you get accelerated acetylcholine in the brain, dumps of acetylcholine in the brain. And if you can remember that seventh birthday party when your dad got mad and yelled and embarrassed you in front of your friends because that little bit of acetylcholine paved that pathway, what do you think happens when a huge dump of acetylcholine dumps a huge pathway and the only thing you have in your brain to pave that pathway with is fear and scarcity and hurt and trauma. How do you think that brain pathway is going to be paved? On the other hand, because memories can be both good and bad, right? The emotions can be positive and negative. If you can take advantage of that time, when you have that massive dump of acetylcholine into your brain, your brain is put in jelly state, just like when you were zero to seven, except this time you only get a snapshot. You don't get seven years of it. You might get a few moments. You might get a day. Depending on how traumatic the experience is and how long the traumatic experience lasts, you might get a few days of it. But it's up to you in this moment to pave the new pathways. Because if you sit back, chances are the fear is going to come in, the hurt is going to come in, the trauma, the scarcity, the not enoughness. That's what's going to pave that brain pathway. And that is not what you, to ha what you want to have paving your brain pathway. What you want to have paving your brain pathway is what a mother has when she holds that baby for the first time. Love, support, hope, nurturing, trust. That's what we want to pave that pathway with. So consider your, the soldier in the field who's in this traumatic experience. 98 times out of 100, that pathway is going to get paved with fear, with hurt. What if, instead of that, we could give that soldier the tools that he needs, the support and help that he needs to change from that fear to love and hope and faith and belief and confidence? Because that brain pathway is going to be paved. When you've got that dump of acetylcholine in the brain, you have a new highway being put in. Right now, it's up to you what you pave it with. Do you pave it with love or do you pave it with fear? And I can tell you love is a hundred times stronger than fear and that's what you want to pave it with. So by doing that, by recognizing in that moment that you can change how you pave that road. You can change the pathways in your brain. Remember, neurons that fire together wire together. So if you can wire 
fire and wire those pathways with love and hope and faith and support, that's what that pathway is going to get paved with. And then instead of having sadness and shame and fear and embarrassment and hurt associated with that memory, so much so that just the idea of it, even hearing a balloon pop triggers it and causes that fear all over again, like happens in PTSD, it can be the absolute opposite. You can get to a place where when you hear that balloon pop, instead of going to fear, it reminds you of the hope and love and support that you had in that moment. So how does this matter to you? Where hopefully, and thank you to the soldiers who do fight for us, but hopefully you don't have to be in Fallujah under fire. However, you in your life, on a day-to-day basis, experience emotions, which dump acetylcholine into your brain, and on occasion, you experience severe drama or even severe trauma, which also dumps acetylcholine into your brain, jellifying it and allowing you to rewrite those pathways, repave those pathways. The hard part is you got to recognize it. The second hard part is you got to do it. But guys, I'm calling it a hard part. It's not as hard as it sounds. You can do this. You can use the chemicals in your brain as a tool to repave your pathways. You can change those pathways from fear and hurt to love and support. You can change those pathways of shame and embarrassment to hope and nurturing. You can do it, and I know you can do it because I've seen it happen. It's possible. Now, I'm only talking about one way that you can massively transform your brain, which many people, many scientists and doctors will tell you isn't possible. I'm not even talking about the only way that this is done. You guys may know that I am a hypnotist, and in hypnosis, if you can go back and effectively do the same thing with different tools, you can change and heal those brain pathways almost instantaneously. There's other forms of plant medicine. Some of these are a little bit out there, and some of them even have to go out of the country to use, but there's a thing called ayahuasca, which anybody that's ever done that can tell you the massive transformation that they had overnight. This is not the only way to change your brain instantly. My biggest point is that it's possible. My second point is you can do it. Now, we know we don't want to have have you have to be in great trauma to do that. If you find yourself in great trauma, find yourself the tools and support to pave your pathway the right way. But you can do it with every memory. You can, through a meditation, go back into a memory, go right back all the way into it to where you can see what you saw and hear what you heard and feel what you felt and bring those emotions back up because you still have those emotions attached to that memory. And when you bring those emotions up, it's going to release acetylcholine into your brain. And when you release acetylcholine into your brain, you can immediately grasp onto those positive tools of love and hope and support and pave your new pathway with those tools. And if you're doing this on your own, start small. Start with the little things and build your way up. There are resources and people that can help you if you want to do this on a massive level. There's people that can help you meditate or even hypnotize you. There's many, many ways. And my friends, if you need to find that way, ask for that way, you will find it. That's hard to believe, but when you are actively looking for something, you cannot not find it. 
it simply is the way that it is. And if PTSD can be caused in a moment, it can be healed in a moment. The trick is to find the way that works, but it's not as hard as you think. It's not going to take as long as you think, and it can and will work for you. Maybe next week on our next show, we'll be able to go into some of the specific ways that you can do this for yourself. That's all the time that I have for today. And I'm so glad I got as much in as I did. And I'm sorry that I don't have more time to share this with you because it's critical. And when you change these thoughts, when you write these new pathways, it will change your life. And if I can, I want to help you with that. I'm out of time. This is Della with The Extraordinary Talk Show. Thank you for listening, and I hope, I pray, that some of what I'm saying sinks in with some of that, <laughs> with some of that acetylcholine, and sticks. Have an awesome week. I'll see you next time.